and welcome to Talking XP. I'm Johnny, and I have Ryan with me today, and also Steve Orr, or better known as at Agent Jasper on Twitter. Uh, we we played his one shot on our Twitch. This was on what March 31st? Yeah, on March 31st on our Twitch Talking underscore XP. Uh, amongst thou, it was a lot of fun. Um, Steve, how are you doing today? I was thinking it's been a busy day for a Monday, but, uh, you know, happy, happy to be here with you guys. Thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to the discussion here. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, well, um, go ahead and after this interview, go ahead and check out our Twitch just to see the, the Amongst Thou playthrough that we had. Um, we will have it done on YouTube as well. So go ahead and check out our YouTube page. Um, it was a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys enjoy it, but let's just go ahead and get into it. You said that you watched the stream. What did, what did you think? Oh, it was awesome. You guys did a, you guys did a better job running it than, than I did. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. It was cool. The, there were a couple of cool twists. Um, mm-hmm. the whole first round with like the doppelganger, yeah. uh, where he actually switched was interesting. Um, yeah. although my first thought was what happens when they find a dead body of the person that's now impersonating the dead body. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was so, an interesting situation. So that was good. And then the second one, you had the, uh, the whole charm person thing going. Um, I, I thought that was, I, I mean, I enjoyed watching them. They were fun. They were fun to watch. Yeah. And I always get a kick out of watching people like, uh, one stuff that I've written, you know, I've kind of was talking about I, a couple of my friends that I, you know, I was trying to get watched it too. And I was like, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's just weird. It's like kind of surreal seeing people like running stuff that you wrote and like having fun. So, I mean, I appreciate you guys playing it. I look like you guys are having fun. And, uh, oh yeah, I, dude, was, it was, like, a lot of fun. I was like, I could learn a thing or two because you guys, you, like I said, you guys did a better job running it than I did, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like the way that you guys were doing the whole, you know, take your headphones off thing. Right. See, I, when I ran it, um, I was doing like, let's go to another Discord channel, right? So I'll go gotcha, to another Discord gotcha. channel and send in this person. And I was basically staying there for like a good amount of the time and just telling the other person to go back to the main room and send in whoever's turn was next. Right. Well, that led to the, you know, the main group whose turn wasn't like hanging out and, and talking dis- about what they're doing. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, not so much even about the game, but just like bullshitting. Oh, um, yeah. You know, like, like... <laughs> I felt like, you know, I was a little too hands off. So anyway, if I, if and when I run this again, I'm going to use your technique. So, so thank you for, uh, yeah, yeah. Showing me a better method. Yeah. Well, okay. Well then that kind of goes into, um, uh, you know, what, what you kind of saw was different. Is there anything that you would have changed is my next question. Um, so from what, how you guys ran it? Um, I I don't, I don't think so. I think you did a pretty good job. I mean, it was entertaining to watch. Um, and, and like it was, pretty much like how it should go um it seemed that everybody was engaged you know that there was uh you know that sense of oh no who is it kind yeah of thing. yeah i also liked that when the there was the doppelganger thing going on and forgive me i'm not gonna remember whose names was but the the other the player playing the character of the doppelganger started speaking for them yeah even though it wasn't really their character which i thought was awesome. right so I'm cool so glad that he did that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was Ryan, planning to be silent that entire time because there was no way for me to get out of that without, uh, you know, getting, right. You know, yeah. Because I, I know that I was, as the DM, I was like, okay, I obviously I know who 
the imposter is and I don't want to like just be like oh it's a doppelganger you that's that's him and Ryan is the one but I don't want to do that and I don't want to talk for them so yeah I I was very glad that Zach uh, who was Detective Sus the uh, uh, he he jumped in there and started talking so that was pretty funny that was awesome it definitely brought up some good points of like, if that were to happen, what would you do from there? But yeah. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that, that did catch my attention, and I mean, I have no problem with it, but I just, I, I found it kind of amusing. You know, obviously we ripped off Among Us. And one of the things I tried to do was change some of the keywords. So I mm. didn't really call it imposter. I called it like deceiver. Right, 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 uh, right. But right. I mean, you know, anybody yeah. who's familiar with the game knows what that means. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any other helpful tips that you might not have seen us do that you might want to share with other people? Um, I mean, no, I mean, I, I, I should have, I should have thought about this a little bit more, but, um, but I, you guys did such a good job that I, I didn't really think of anything that like stood out. Like, well, so, yeah. so there, there've been times I probably shouldn't say this, but I will. There's, there's been times when I've watched people play like other adventures that, that I've written, um, and, and then either they, they left something out or they did something like and made me cringe a little bit. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, like, <laughs> like you left, that, in, you left, you left yeah. that an important part. That was really yeah. fucking cool. Um, sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to curse or not. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you're okay. fine. Don't worry. Um, but I didn't feel that at all. I didn't have any of those those cringe moments. Cool. I, I enjoyed it. So there was there wasn't really anything I, I could think of that, you know, I would I would suggest um, you know, one, one thing that we did do as well. So we, so we obviously we play tested. I only play tested it once and you know, it was with a bunch of my friends. Like I said, they were a little distracted and yeah. we, tend to, we tend to drink pretty heavily on Friday nights where we play. So that factors. I feel too. you. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I, I we play tested it once I published it. And then uh, there were a couple of comments from a couple of users that were like poked holes in it. And they were like, what about this situation? What right. about that situation? I saw that. Yeah. So we addressed those. I was like, these right. are all good points. And guess what? Here's version 1.1. 1. 1. Exactly. Yeah. Right? I saw that you you updated it yeah. after a few comments. So yeah. Things like that are, are super helpful. I mean, the guy wasn't a jerk about it. You know, he was just kind of like, this sounds awesome. I have some questions. Right. I was like, cool. <laughs> I'll let me see if I can address those. Yeah. Um, I think so- if you come at, come at it like that, where it's just like, hey, this is really cool. I just have this one question. Like, yeah. what what do we do here? That's like when you're like, okay, yeah, 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 let me let me work on that. When there's like yeah. this guy like, this is a one star, the, the blah, 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 right. blah, 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 all the things that are wrong with it. It's like, dude, come on. Like, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not constructive to do that. You know, right. This, is, this right. was great. It was con- it was constructive criticism that I was like, you're absolutely right. It was more than one question. It was about ten bullet points, but uh, they were all they were all good points. I think I think right. maybe out of the ten, like two of them were, were like, you know, yeah, we did that on purpose. Gotcha, um, but the yeah. other eight, the other eight or so, I was like, oh yeah, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, let me fix that. Yeah. Uh, so so the version that you you played. You know, had a playtest and then had like the kind of the 1.1 revisions based on some comments for some people that tried it. Right. Yeah. And that, that kind of leads into, you know, our our next kind of part where we're just creating questions well, actually, in I, general. I, I want to oh, hop what's on up? something yeah. while we're still on to the Among Us now, uh, or at least relatively onto that topic. Have you played a lot of Among Us then? Uh, so, in the creation of this, or I haven't, I haven't played a whole lot of it. Which, again, I shouldn't say it, but I don't care. I'll be honest. All right, so so it's kind of like, um, you know, so so Kai, the art, the artist, OMG Kai, um, who did the art, you know, a friend of mine, 
awesome artist. She's drawn some stuff on some some of uh, you know the other books I've done. Um, I think the the one there where she did really awesome stuff was uh, How the Lich Stole Christmas. She did like the kobolds and Christmas hats that everybody loved, right? So I'm always like, you gotta draw some stuff for me. You gotta draw some stuff for me, D and D. Like you know, she's into it, but we need we need kind of like the right idea and stuff. So she she kind of said, you know, what if what if we did like an Among Us like D and D thing? And I'm like that's a pretty good idea yeah right? yeah so i basically said you know what if you draw the art i'll come up with the mechanics of it yeah right? and and uh, you know i watched a few videos and, and my kids play so i was asking my kids questions and they were like why don't you just play with us i'm like all right, all right i'll play a few rounds so i played i played you know I don't know, a dozen or so rounds. Wasn't, I feel like that's all you need. Wasn't really. the imposter once. Not a single oh, time was man. I the imposter. Um, but I got a good feel for the different tasks. Right. Yeah. And being a ghost, which was a weird thing to try to work into D&D. Yeah, um, that, was a, that like, was a challenge. That was a challenge for sure. How, how do you make a player still participate while they're technically dead and they're not supposed to talk and influence the vote? Um so, so to answer your question, no, I didn't play a ton, but I, but I did play about a, a dozen or so, uh, you know, games uh, is research. But you're right; it's not. It's pretty straightforward. I'd say I think like what Johnny's saying. I think that's definitely more than enough for something like this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's enough. Once you, I mean, it's the same game. You just have different imposters. That's pretty much it. I mean, right. there's there's a bunch right. of different tasks, so you might not get through all of them. But right. I mean, it, it wasn't an issue with this because they're all completely different, other than like. The engine room, which that was a great part in the in the stream where Zach just like smacked the the engine with a natural twenty. It was just yeah, like was, that was that was great. That was pretty cool. But but yeah, I mean like it it didn't come off like you you haven't played it very much anyways because it, it seemed very true to the game and right. yeah it, it it played very similar. So good good. I mean I'm glad. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, so just before before we if we move on to another topic, like I just want to give a shout out to Kai too because like the art is awesome. Like, oh I know, yeah, I know you guys said that, but I can't say like enough how like cool it is and how it like makes the product as a whole. Oh yeah. With the dude with the little hand coming out with the mm -hmm. tentacle on the knife. I loved it. Like I was like, you draw it. I'll come up with mechanics. Like uh, we'll, we'll make this work, but you got to draw it. My favorite part was the, the different like characters that you yeah. could play as like the ones yeah. with like, you know, the barbarian had the, the ax in its head. It you know, the great. wizard had a wizard hat. Uh, the rogue had the two daggers yep. and then the cleric had the book and all that. It, it was really cool. She I did a great that job really with great. it. It's awesome too that you, you mentioned that she did the art for the Lich Stole Christmas because I know that's definitely one that we've talked about amongst yeah. ourselves right. about um, potentially doing come around perhaps December perhaps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, would, I would love that. If you guys, I mean, I'll send you guys a complimentary copy for sure. Like, oh, it's, that'd be great. It's been super popular that one. I'm really proud of that. I mean, it's it's pretty popular for like just a seasonal book, um, right? And again, I think part of it is the art. She did the kobolds in, with Christmas hats. She did like this angry Christmas tree, like Treon's character. That's cool. Um, she didn't do the, so the cover art. That was another art, artist called uh, Frank Wade, which is mm. also I love the cover there too. It's like it's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, it's so good. And I gave a shout out to um, Gordon Mayop and did the the layout. He did like the the Doctor Seuss style text. Mm -hmm. That's um, cool. And one thing I think so maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but if you want to talk about like design secrets for like making products and making them have wide appeal, like we made it scalable so that any level can play it. Right. It's mm -hmm. basically the four levels, the four level tiers. And for each encounter, it's basically like if you're tier one, here's the version of the NPCs to use. If you're tier one, here's the DC of this check. If you're tier three, here's the DC. It's a little bit of extra work 
Um, but I think it's worth it, you know, because you don't pigeonhole yourself into this is just a level three or tier one, you know. And there was there was a comment one one of the the reviews, um, which was I mean we've got great reviews on that one. I love reading them because they're all super positive and they're all around Christmas. And then they're like, oh, we had to play this for my Christmas Christmas. But one of the reviews was I played this with like some level fives and they had such great time that I played it with another group and they were level 15 and it was both were awesome experiences. That's and cool. like, that's the kind of thing I'm like, all right, mission accomplished, right? Right, if right. One, a single person can run it for two different groups with that wide a level span between Yeah, them. seriously, five and, and 15 is huge. Yeah, so... um. So, like I said, jumping ahead a little bit, but yes. So, so a little tangent there. Kai, amazing artist. Oh yeah, if Kai. When you listen to this, do more art, please, because everybody loves it and it makes the products better. Seriously, everybody that's listening, my goodness, just check out Amongstel. the The art in it is just perfect. I mean, even the cover art is just great. You yeah, have like the whole it. spread of the of the characters. It really just sets the tone for the entire one shot, if you will. Um, yeah, I guess. Okay, so then let's let's get back into that. You were you were saying like you know setting up, um, you know your your adventures to put onto DMs Guild. How yeah. how does how does that process look like for you? So we haven't done a lot of adventures um, because I mean there's a few reasons, right? One is kind of like we've had other ideas that we've liked better. Like, you know, the, the puzzles books, right? And once we did one puzzle book, it was a huge hit. It seemed natural to just do a volume two and a volume three. Um, whether or not we're, we're out of ideas or not kind of remains to be seen. Um, so we haven't done a lot of adventures. But when we do the adventures, you know, it's kind of like, let's try to keep it concise, right? Let's try to keep it, you know, fast moving. Not the kind of thing that is going to take, you know, maybe two sessions, but not like it's not a campaign, right? We try to keep our products relatively bite size um which helps in a few few ways right one is it, it, it doesn't have this gigantic growing scope that we never see yeah. at the end and the end of the tunnel right we never get to the end it's just constantly going constantly going we try to do, keep them relatively small and, and bite size so that we can actually finish them in a reasonable amount of time and get you know a few products out each quarter that's kind of how how we operate um so, so the adventures we're probably looking at somewhere between, you know, four and six encounters and maybe make one of them kind of optional um, and, and, you know, make not all of them combat encounters, right? So, so you throw in something like, you know, a social encounter, you know, we like puzzles, so I don't want to spoil the, the, the Christmas book too much, but there's a puzzle in there. Um, there's an optional combat encounter. And then there's like, you know, the main final boss encounter. Um, so, you know, I kind of keep the, this this structure of somewhere between four and six encounters, sprinkling social and combat, maybe a little exploration. And you're probably like in pretty good shape, right? Like you keep the, the scope of it pretty, you know, narrow and uh, you'll get finished in a reasonable amount of time. And as long as you got like good flow to it and keep the pace moving, you know, people will typically enjoy it. Right, right. 
Um, and for everybody that doesn't know, uh, the puzzles that he's talking about is the puzzles, predicaments, and perplexities. There yes, is a yes. volume one, two, and three. I love the the alliteration of the puzzles, predicaments, and perplexities. It's very it's very good. There's a lot of puzzles in each of them. There's like what like fifteen in each of them. I think one of them might have a twelve. It's like yeah. between twelve and fifteen. Yeah. Um, volume each two. Of Volume two, we actually did print on demand. Print on demand, um, so you had to be a minimum number of pages. So I think that one's probably probably the biggest of the three. Um, and then we went back. We were like, we're not doing that again for volume three. There's just a lot of hoops to jump through in order to get it print prints ready. And I mean, each of them are just five bucks too. So you can yeah. just add all of them to your campaigns wherever you want. So that's pretty cool. I, I that was definitely one of the one of the main highlights that I saw from the list of stuff that you worked with. Um, and you were also saying we, so who is your, who? Ah, uh, yes. So I have a co-author that's been working with me on most of these books. Um, Bill Petrino, he's worked on the puzzles book with me. He's worked on, uh, we have another alliteration on obstacles, obstructions and ordeals ordeals. Thank you. Yep. The third O almost escaped me. Um, <laughs> so he's worked with me on a couple of those books. He, he wasn't involved in the amongst that one. That was kind of like a, you know, just me and Kai banging. We did that in like three weeks. We, oh, we, right we, on. We created that in like, uh, when you get like a good idea and you kind of get the motivation and it also helps when you only have one writer, um, you could bang yeah. it out. Um, right. Some of the other ones take a little longer. I think the last book took about, uh, the, we just put out a book called Candlekeep Mysteries. That was with myself, with Bill. And now we've got a third, a third friend of mine, DJ Brewer. Who, uh, who does some of the writing and, and thankfully does the layout because that was my least favorite thing to do. So now he's kind of taken that burden on. Um, so that was like going to be my trio. other question: yeah. is how do you guys how do you guys do the layout and and writing and all that stuff? Do you have any like programs that you use or? So I'll start with the writing. The, the writing is basically just like a, a Google Drive doc, really, right? And and we start with basically like an outline and ideas. And, and I literally create like a table that's like, here's each section, here's each encounter or puzzle or, um, you know, appendix or whatever it may be. Um, here's who's assigned to it. And it's, you know, basically the person who came up with the idea is the one assigned to it. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm doling out work. It's your idea, you're working on it. Um, and then the status. And then we just, you know, we put them in there, we write them. And, you know, when they're all done, we do, I, I basically do like a, an initial copy edit pass to make sure that there's no horrible typos or horrible grammar. And then we usually hire an outside editor. Um, there's been a few different ones that we've worked with. So I'll would fail to be able to shout out all of them. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that's what we do for the writing. I mean, it works pretty smoothly. You know, it's where, when it gets hard is, is when we have, um, a specific release date in mind and it's approaching, right? So for like the Candlekeep one, we wanted to release it the same day Candlekeep Mysteries came out. Yeah. So that's a that's a hard date. The Wizards ain't Wizards ain't missing that date. So if we want to hit that date, we need to be on the ball. Um, of course, yeah, the, that makes the book, sense. The book we're working on now doesn't have a tie-in, so we're a little bit looser with the um, gotcha with that. But um, you also asked about the layout, so. I was doing the layout myself using a tool called uh, GM Binder. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all like HTML based. It's all web based. It's it's pretty easy to you uh, use. I, I'm a web developer, like my real job. So 
you know, the CSS, CSS and the HTML is pretty easy for me to manipulate. I'm very familiar with it. Um, Dave has moved on to using more advanced like Adobe InDesign products and stuff mm-hmm. that I don't want to go near. So, so well, that's a whole other thing that you're going to have to learn. I mean, yeah. if you already know HTML and there's already tools for it, yeah, I totally understand See, that. I'm, I'm the complete opposite way. I'm an Adobe boy, so trying to go into HTML is definitely a, a lot newer territory for me. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's what you're familiar with. If, if, you, if you know the Adobe, then great. You know, it's... It, I mean, it seems like it's more powerful. Like everybody that's used the Adobe, you know, there's, uh, I've heard occasional complaints about it crashing randomly, but, but I've never heard anybody say you can't do that with Adobe, right? There's, you can do anything. You can right. You yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, great. I mean, and talking more about your, you know, your candle keep, uh, co- candle keep confidential is the title right. of that the one. Alliteration. Then, you get your sense of course. Here. No, it's great. It's great. <laughs> But not only do you have it with Candlekeep, you have it with Waterdeep Dragon Heist, you have Waterdeep the Plowing and Running, you have Treasures of the Deep, which is supposed to go with uh, Ghosts of Salt Marsh, where you have like just magic items in general. You have Snow Ice Things Nasty and Nice that's supposed to go with Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. I mean, you have it looks like you have a lot that go with, you know, official released adventures it has that been successful for you, do you is that like more successful than others how, how what's um, your experience with it's that it's been i mean it's been pretty successful right uh, but it, i wouldn't necessarily say it's been more successful than others right the the, the items that we've done that so we've basically been we've done basically the tie-ins and you just rattle off you know if not all of them most of them um and then the puzzles right which are a thing on their own and then we did the obstructions, uh, obstacles, obstructions, and ordeals. That yep. Now I got it at that time. Um, <laughs> which was kind of a spinoff on the puzzles book. When, when I first had an idea of the very first thing I wanted to write, I wanted to do like an American Ninja Warrior thing. That's what okay. I wanted to do. Gotcha. Um, but it kind of got put on the back burner. That's what the, the obstacles thing is kind of doing, right? Um, but we learned a lot of stuff from doing the puzzles books in terms of how to how to scale the encounters, um, how to string them together, how to do skill checks, um, and build all these things in. So so then that kind of I, I, I consider that kind of like a companion piece to that. Um, and those have been super successful, right? Um, not to say that the the tie-ins haven't been. They have been. I mean, I think. Um, uh, the the magic item is the treasures of the deep is is gold right so and I think most of the other ones are in the silver to electrum range which is pretty good pretty good um, it, it's 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 interesting because you definitely have that built in audience but there's also we're not you know we're not the only ones that have that idea right when Camelot right, comes out right. and, and Ice Ice went down, I mean there was there's probably four or five books where Ice Dale came out with the same stock art cover you know. Um, so there's a little bit of a market saturation there. Yeah. But and I I think that I mean personally when I'm, you know, trying to create my own homebrew world, I'm not really looking for adventures cuz I can I can make that up my own. Puzzles, my god. I I mean puzzles are always great. They're they're a great I don't want to say time consumer for players, but but they're they're a good time consumer. I mean like if you're not if you're, if you're not prepped for the next encounter, throw a puzzle in front of them and then they'll take like an hour right. to do it and then you're good for the yeah, next yeah. week. But um but that's one thing that I struggle coming up with is puzzles and all of those kind of things, obstacles that my players can go up against and that's where I tend to look f- 
you know, online for rather than the adventures and things like that. Because I tend to have like more personal quests rather than, you know, I, I don't really run um, official stuff as much. I am running Curse of Strahd, but um, there's so much, there's a wealth of, if we're talking about market saturation, my goodness, yeah. there yeah. is so much stuff for Curse of Strahd. But, but puzzles, those can go anywhere and you can use them at any time. It just, yeah, I, I feel like that, that might be another reason as to why they're so successful is that people are looking specifically for those you know yeah 100 percent. it's funny because part of part of the inspiration was um you know, i joined there's a there's a discord at the ms guild discord like community discord right and i joined that and was on that for a little while and only had like two or three books out um i think i had done the water deep book and then the treasures of the deep and maybe maybe one other one um and and this like i said the, the american ninja warrior thing was in the back of my mind and also this puzzle thing was kind of in the back of my mind and the thing that put me over the top was um Ashley May and Isaac May, who are who are other uh, creators and they, they're moderators on, on that Discord, uh, went on an interview similar to this. And, and the interviewer, who was it? I think it was Travis Legg who was interviewing them. And he asked them, what, what do you want to see more of on the DMs Guild? And Ashley said, puzzles. And I said, that's it. I'm doing it. Yep. I was like, there's a demand and I think we can do a decent job. And... You know, it's. I mean, it, it's. It's actually just past ten thousand sales. There's Dang. no. Me- there's no medal for ten thousand. The highest one is five thousand. But it last month we passed ten thousand, which is pretty cool. Right on. Yeah, and I mean, like, like I said earlier, they're so cheap too. You get, you know, twelve to fifteen puzzles that you can put anywhere for five bucks. You know, like that's like super doable, and it's yeah, and and then you can reuse them for other other parties that you have as well so yeah it's it's definitely a good deal and and then there's also i mean if anybody's interested there's also you know you have free samples for each of these different things so like the obstacles obstructions and ordeals you have the arrow crossfire and then the rope swing which come for free you can just take a look at that and then gives you a good taste of what it looks like and then you have a bunch of other stuff that's you know free especially with your your tie-ins um but yeah no it's it's a good deal for sure I think that that's that's one of the the main things as well is making sure that it's like a good price point and then puzzles. Who doesn't want those? That goes back to kind of what I was saying about keeping the scope like reasonable, right? Right. We don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but we also feel like we don't want to put in so much work that we want to charge more for it. Um, It's I'll be honest with you, it's partially a marketing decision too because DMs Guild has a specific banner, a ribbon, one of those ribbons on the front page that says hottest titles under $5. Right. Guess what? You got to be under $5 to make it. If you look at our first puzzles book, it's pretty much a mainstay in the top five. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Which, you know, certainly helps. It's yeah. I know I've definitely seen it there all the time. It's there. It's, it's, it seems like it's there to stay. I don't, I don't want to jinx it or anything, but it's usually hovering right around the top five. Um, and I've done the math and I know what it takes. Um, I'll share some of it. It's not a secret. But basically on a launch day, if you get a, somewhere between 12 and 15 sales on your first day, um, which seems like a lot. But, you know, if you've got kind of a built in audience, and you got enough friends, it's doable. We, we usually hit it. 12 to 15 sales on the first day will put you in the top five ribbon on that on that under five banner. Um, and then it kind of snowballs. The longer you can stay on there 
the more it snowballs. Right, right. Because everybody sees it, everybody right buys there. it. Base and, yeah, super yeah. easy. And it's under $5, which is a deal. So, yeah. So you um, mentioned the American Ninja Warrior thing. That just sounds yeah. like such an awesome idea to do like, do like a little death run type this Ninja Warrior thing. It just sounds so, cool. Yeah, so so the, the way... The, my original idea was exactly that, to basically do like a death run type thing or even an obstacle course. And I even, I, it's funny because this goes back before I published anything on DM's Guild. I, I pitched it to a few third-party publishers. I, I didn't get any takers. So that's oh, part no. of the reason it went on the back burner. Yeah. Um, but then what we did when we finally when we finally sat down and wrote it, we kind of took what we learned from puzzles and we built the, the obstacles as kind of plug and play encounters. And then there's a section that... Um, pieces them together. I think there's three different obstacle courses. One is kind of like the idea that, you know, this is more like a competition thing. There's rules in there for actually racing people. Um, we're based on like, it's two different things. I'm trying to remember what it is. I think one of them is basically how, how, by how much you pass the skill check. And the other one is how many rolls it takes for you to pass the skill check. Gotcha. It's been a while. So I can't remember exactly, exactly how it works. Cause we had a couple different ideas kicking around. Um, and then the other one is more like you're, you're and there's a little bit of lore around it, but basically you're trapped in uh, a dungeon and this evil mastermind is forcing you to go through this death trap one. So those are more like the deadly ones, like the swinging pendulums that are going to, you know, cut your hands off and the, the shooting arrows that are going to impale you. Um, so so it's like the encounters are there. Like plug and play and then there is like kind of the obstacle course with some mechanics for running it as a race if you want to right yeah that makes sense i mean that that just screams some like saw vibes where like some right. evil yeah. dude is just like yep. you guys can get out if you want but yeah. you got to do this that, that yep. would be that'd be interesting to throw in there um but how okay how is it making adventures and all that with like the full-time job the you know the family the kids all that stuff is that is have you ever had like an issue with that i mean so not i mean not really because i don't i don't go like i don't really burn myself out right I, i've got i've got co-writers the things i put out coming to for was like one is really quick hitters like the amongst out thing that i bang out like essentially by myself you know kai kai did art and she kind of read it through and was like that's cool but i did all the writing um so that's easy right i could just bang it out um which i you know i do it evenings or on a i shouldn't say this again but slow day at work um yeah. i know? think we've all been there though yeah, so uh <laughs> so i i do a decent job i guess of, of managing my time where i don't usually feel stressed from it um you know i do have the luxury of it kind of being a side gig right you know i've got a, a day job um so this is just kind of like uh, a side hobby that that started as something fun that oh by the way you, you make a little cash on the side when you, when you do it so I mean what 10,000 sales at 495 for puzzles predicaments and perplexities and you of course you have co-writers but like yeah that's well, a DM's significant Guild, I know it also takes half yeah but, but it's, no you're right it's a good chunk still I mean like what 50,000 25,000 then you then you split it amongst your co-writers like yeah that's that's a good chunk of change for sure it's not bad yeah don't tell the irs yeah until they try and come in there yeah for sure well uh the irs is listening i fill out all my tax forms 
according to the law. Thank of you. Of course, we we make sure that you know we go to H and R Block or TurboTax, and everything's <laughs> all squared away. It's all on the up and up. Uh, but I mean, okay, so I feel like I already know which one your favorite one is. But what out of all of your work, which one was your most favorite to make? So it's probably the Christmas one, and, and it so. Uh, there's we we do Dr. Seuss rhymes in it. There's mm-hmm. literally like the story is told with Dr. Seuss rhymes and coming That's up fantastic. with those were those were a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but there's really none that I, I ever felt like a chore. Like uh, I wouldn't be doing this if it felt like a real job or if it felt like a chore. I, I enjoy pretty much all of them. Um, you know, Treasures of the Deep coming up with magic items, wacky magic items were awesome. The, obviously, the puzzles, you know, we, we love. I mean, three three volumes is a lot. We're, we're trying to figure out if we're, if we're tapped out yet or not. Um, but, oh, and then there's one, let me mention this, this. This one's a little bit weird, but there's the lost lyrics of Resonar, which is... Yeah, Basically, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, so it's that was fun. It was a little silly. Um, but basically, it's like parodies, almost like Weird Al style uh, songs with like D&D lyrics. Gotcha. So like okay. instead of Wonderwall by Oasis, it's it's Fireball. Um, Perfect. That's amazing. So we came up with about a dozen of those. That was me and Bill. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That one's not the most successful. We did get one review that was like, this is really weird. <laughs> You're like, like, yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's the point. But there's but we, obviously an audience for it somewhere. Yeah, so apparently, yeah. for it. I think yeah. that one sold it's I think that one's silver electrum, so it's not like it hasn't sold copies. Yeah. Well, and then and then you have I saw as well, you have twelve insults to throw in for your that's vicious right. mockery. So that's what the reviewer said. They were like, well, I want more of this. Right. Well, I want more mockery. Like this third part is useful. Like using my game, the parody songs not so much, and that yeah. like like that came up from like us playing. I played a bard. Resonar is a bard. I played. Gotcha. You know, on Friday okay, night after a couple of drinks, I'm you know just come up with these things on the fly. And yeah. So you know, let's yeah. put it in a book. Yeah. No, that and that's that's one of the things that that we're doing too. Is that I I run my homebrew game, and there was a specific quest line that we were doing and I was like why not make this into a book you know like why not put a significant amount of detail into this so that I can just copy paste into a GM binder or whatever whatever program to use and yeah I mean that that makes a lot of sense so everything is content five star dive bar came out like that too so that was from um what so in water jeep dragon heist I don't know if you guys have played that at all um, but a little bit, you, yeah. you, you, you get to own a tavern pretty early on. Right. Um, so I, I was DMing that one and I wanted to spice up what they did with the tavern. So I was like, come up with like events, like here's ax throwing night. Here's all you can eat, you know, hot dog night. Um, and, and they came up with crazy stuff and uh, I mean, we laughed so hard. I was just like, we got to put this in a book. Somebody else will get a kick out of this. Yeah, and then there was like Taco Tuesday or something Taco like Tuesday. that. Taco Tuesday, yeah, stuff <laughs> it was like, like that in there. Yeah, yeah. It was so good, so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, perfect. Well, is there anything that you're currently working on that you're kind of excited about? So yeah, I mean, there, there's there's kind of two things, right? So so the first thing I kind of wanted to mention is um, there's this convention coming up, Dungeon Con. I don't know if you guys have seen that, right? So uh, I think we're gonna do some panels dungeon based panels during that 
um, okay. which I'm kind of excited about. I don't really have a whole lot of names that I say are 100% committed right now. Um, so I don't want to say somebody and not have them show up, but I've got some, I've got some hooks out there to try to reel in some, uh, familiar names to talk about puzzles and stuff. So I'm pretty excited about that. And apparently the technology they're going to use is like this cool thing where you get little avatars and walk around like virtual convention hall. Interesting. And like you walk up to booths and you like, you see the camera and hear the person that's at the booth. Um, that's kind of cool. It does. Okay. It, sounds, it sounds really cool. And that's like at the end of May. So I'm kind of excited about that. Not that I have to do a whole lot of work and other than, you know, organize maybe these panels and show up. Um, but, but that's on the horizon. And then um, we're working on a book. I'm trying to think how much to give away. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> of course. Um, but it's, it's basically, let's see if I can say, say so enough without spoiling it. So think of, think of the, the most common things that they tell DMs not to do. And and we're going to tell them how to do it. Nice. <laughs> and, right on. And, and try that. See how that works. I love it. Yeah. Sounds good. Basically, don't tell me the rules. Yeah. I'll do this. It's, it's why I was, br- I was browsing just like uh, crafts and stuff. You know, there's so many creators out there that do of course. cool stuff, flask and leather work and all that yeah. stuff. And this was just like yesterday and I saw it on Twitter and I was like, oh, let me check this stuff out. It looks kind of cool. I'm browsing through the catalog and sure enough, there's, they've got like six different products with this phrase on it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, just per- they're just keep perpetuating this. Don't do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're going to try to do it. Let's see, let's see what happens. Right on, right Come on. Up some well, guidance on how to do this. Is that going to be on on DMs Guild then? Yeah, it'll be on DMs Guild. We're trying to get it out. I said, I know I said we don't have a hard release date because it's not a tie into a hardcover, but I'd like to get it out by the convention, which is end of May. That gives us two months, which should be plenty of time. Um, but like anything, we, we, we slack a little bit, and it's like, and then life uh, happens. You got life you got stuff happens. that come up, and uh, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. All right. I was, well, I was planning on writing on Friday night, and you know, instead of sitting on my porch and cracked a beer, and nothing got written. Yep. Yep. I totally feel the same way sometimes. I mean, God, today I was supposed to. I was going to be working on our our next adventure that we were uh, that we're trying to get out, and I had my second shot of. Uh, of the vaccine yesterday. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Oh, I just slept all day, and I just yeah. No, this was I. I just started feeling better right before we started recording, so it was it was good timing, but terrible timing at the same same time. But right, anyways, right. cool. Well, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate you coming on here. It was very insightful for with. You know the wealth of knowledge that you have and all of the different things that you've released it's it's very helpful so yeah, thank you no, for coming. i appreciate it thanks hey thanks for having me man you guys you guys do a good job i appreciate it and uh and uh like i said if i if i run that amongst them again i'll have to find a different group because my friends already did it but if i if i run it again i'm going to use some of your techniques because i think you did a better job than i did well i mean and then that was actually I mean going back to that that was one of the one of the great things about it is that you can replay it so many times That's I mean true. you just that you just set true. up whatever list of of tasks you want to do yeah, you yeah. just hand them out and that's that I mean but anyways yeah we we thank you so much for coming uh hopefully we've actually piqued the interest of all of our listeners if you do want to check out Steve's 
D&D content, we're going to definitely have a link to both Amongst Thou specifically and then the list of great content that Steve has, especially, of course, the puzzles, predicaments, and, oh, geez. Perplexities. That Perplexities. One there that we one go. I won't forget. The ordeal <laughs> one, I sometimes forget that one. I won't yeah. forget. But we'll have we'll have a link to each of those, and we'll also have a link to our real play video where we run through the Amongst Thou. And yeah, so go ahead and check that out on both YouTube and we have it on VOD on our Twitch. But anyways, thank you all again for for joining us for this interview and make sure to level up and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.